What's going on, all, and welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds. How's everybody doing this week? Good, oh, good. so great. All right, all right, all right. Great to be back already with more Obi-Wan, man. I mean, geez, we literally just finished a few days ago, and we're back with another treat. Unfortunately, oh, Disney didn't, didn't bless us with Friday, uh, the midnight showing, but... Uh, Thank God it was Wednesday. Thank God it was Wednesday. No midnight, but it worked. God bless him. <laughs> you know, I actually didn't stay up. I had a migraine, so I actually watched it at like 6 o'clock in the morning. So oh, no, no 3 a.m. I gave him three hours, you know. I gave him a couple <laughs> hours. Enough for that medicine to kick in for my migraine. But before we've been diving this episode, which, you know, we finally got what we wanted, uh, let's let DP let you guys know where to find us at and all our Oh, Make sure that you guys are going to NeuroCyclopedia.com, people. Where there, you will get your links to all your favorite social media posts where we can actually, you know, confer with you and, you know, interact on social media. Um, at Nerdcyclopedia, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. Make sure that you, if you are watching us on YouTube right now, you're hitting that notification and then also that subscribe button. So anytime that we're on, you know, you know that we're on. If you're watching us on Facebook, make sure that you are hitting us up and leaving us some feedback. Also, joining our Facebook, uh, Facebook group, Carbon Act Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where you see your favorite memes. We comment on Star Wars, of course. It's Obi-Wan, you know, story and everything. Um, such some, you know, some great stuff. And also make sure that, you know, if you're following us on old podcast, listen to us on your radio and also on your, um, you know, your phone. Uh, we are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you hear your favorite podcast, we are on there. And also leave us some feedback to nurse and nerdcyclopedia.com, uh, where we, you know, uh, get all your, you know, um, your, your input on what you, what you think about us and talk about this Star Wars stuff. CFS. It's CFS. Okay. <laughs> I'm on a different screen right now. Hey, it's CFS. Make sure that you guys are. Oh, yeah. We got the boys coming out soon. So, you know, it's a nice thing that you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that we got the NCFS thing coming on, so we got the boys coming up tomorrow. I think you know it's it's, it's, yeah, it's on the drums. Hey, it's it's some good stuff. So the boys is coming out. I think they're smacking us with like three episodes. So we'll see how we're going to get into that. But make sure that you are hitting us up and um, subscribing to us on this channel. We will be talking about the boys. Well said, well said, guys. And I mean, yeah, another. Another episode, and, and we really, really, really get into the meat and potatoes kind of so much, you know, so much has happened, and this answered for me, um, just initial reaction, a lot of questions as to what is going on in the galaxy, um, how is the Empire being, you know, viewed, and, and really, you know, how they're starting to put the grip on the Outer Rim and some of these other planets that we've never seen before, so, uh you know, we'll just start. We'll go counterclockwise. Obi Wan, how did you how did you feel so far getting into this one? I uh, loved this episode. I did think that uh, I, I was I wasn't anticipating a actual full on Vader Kenobi uh, confrontation. Uh, just like spoiler, if you haven't watched it, but if you're listening to us, you already watched it. But I I felt like maybe they could have waited a little bit. But I love that that they brought it in here. Um, I love the story development. I also liked um, Obi-Wan confronted by stormtroopers, right? Calm, cool, collected, didn't freak out, did his did his thing. In fact, he saw a little bit of the General Kenobi come out with the, you know, taking out four stormtroopers with very little effort. Um, 
uh, so everything in this episode uh, I liked. I liked the pacing of it. A um, little more uh, connection between him and Leia. I think she's seeing him as a little more of a mentor now and wanting to kind of dig into does, what does he know? What does he know about where I come from? Uh, Doug, that the, this the conversation they had on that shuttle when they were riding to, you know, uh, the, the, the spaceport. Uh, Zach Braff, come on. Yeah, any, anything with Zach Braff, you got you to gotta legitimize the entire 47 minutes because he wanted to be in it. Um, didn't make it out of the episode, but that's all right. Um, and just, I love the, I love the, the, the story and the depth of the characters, the way they're introducing different things. Reva, definitely want to see uh, her do something, like really take over and knock out the other Inquisitors. Does she become Grand Inquisitor? Does he, she really become Vader's right hand? I mean, that's 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 a great piece that I'm looking forward to see seeing. What about you, Hitch? To me, this this episode is is all about Darth Vader, and and I, and I think that I'm very excited that it is because when I really like shows, and when I think shows are really at their peak, they're going through plot like this because they have a lot of really good ideas, and and I think we're seeing that on display here because what happens with you know, they go to Darth Vader so fast into this episode. And I know I was expecting a cameo. Like, I thought we were going to get something <laughs> like at the end of the second episode of Obi-Wan into the third episode of Obi-Wan, where maybe we'd see the suit getting put together. But no, they give us everything. We got the full money. We got a, a lightsaber exposure from Darth Vader in this episode. And not just that. We see the total ruthlessness on display like i don't think we've really ever seen anywhere else in the star wars universe i mean darth vader sure he's very ruthless but he's being ruthless to people that we don't really want we want people to be ruthless to them right that's what we want so to me this is really the first time we really see anakin come in and we are being told directly by the context that we are not supposed to like what he's doing at all. Like there's nothing heroic about this. There's nothing, there's no no like, heroic revenge to this. It's just him coming in and killing people that have no business being killed because he knows that it will drive Obi-Wan Kenobi insane. And that is friggin' ruthless. So that to me was the story of this episode. Like uh, like Ken said, Zach Braff was a, was a delight as Frick, who, who he made a very interesting character, right? He didn't know exactly what's going on. Uh, you know, it's it, not a surprise that the mole people are running the mining guild, I guess. <laughs> not a And they betrayed Kenobi, too. So oh, Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, and, and another thing, okay, so one other thing I want to mention before I, I stop, you know, hogging the, hogging the time here is I really like the way this series is portraying passive force abilities. Uh, right. I think that yeah. we find... Anakin searching for Obi-Wan in the Force is being portrayed here very well. I think that was very clear what they were doing. It was Anakin as he projects himself in the Force, standing there staring at him. And so Obi-Wan knew not to use the Force at all. And that's why he's having such a hard time here. He's not using the Force because he knows as soon as he does, he's going to attract the attention of Anakin Skywalker, who is now scouring, like staring out into space and looking for him. Uh, this is insanely familiar, like... Uh, but flavor or whatever, whatever they want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I get, I smell or scent, whatever. Uh, so 
very excellent portrayal of that and a really great portrayal of how Leia's like uh, innate force sensitivity causes her to be able to see like uh, people's true intentions and also influence them a little bit. It seems like she's passively, when she argues for something, people will tend to agree with her, hmm. uh, which could be a little bit of a, a nudge. <laughs> so I really, really like this show a lot, man. It's great. Sorry. I know that was a lot. So when did um, Obi-Wan exactly find out about Vader? So um, it's been 10 years. When, when, at what point um, do we know, like, when he actually found out Vader existed? Not Anakin. You know, he thinks Anakin's dead and everything. When did he find out, like, you know, Vader existed? I, I think we saw it. Reva was the first person to tell him ever. That's why yeah. he was shocked. Yeah, I think we saw it, like, right in the end of last, the yeah. second episode and in this one. I think that's when he was like, and then that's where uh, that's that's where he had that moment to where like uh, Still City said he broke his connection from shielding the Force and Anakin woke up because he sensed him. So that was like that whole foreshadowing that, that he was so startled he broke character that his Force you know somehow kind of like um, we saw in the uh, last trilogy he kind of you know had that Force bond with him and and that's where he woke up and realized that Kenobi is out there. I need to get him. So yeah, that was so, it. So, so Darth Vader, so it's been 10 years. Okay. So Darth Vader, all this time. So Darth Vader existed all this time, like throughout the 10 year period. Right. So oh, yeah. what, what, what is, so is he not known throughout like the galaxy is, is, is like, you know, presence just not, you know, if we're just, if Obi-Wan is just now finding out about Vader right now, Vader, you know, what has been Vader's existence or no, you know, no, um, um, his presence had, how has his presence been like through, through like, you know, through the outer rim, through like throughout the galaxy and everything. <coughs> how, does that, how does all that play a part? Why is, why is Obi-Wan just knowing about Vader right now? Well, if you think years, about it, um, you know, so he, so Vader's like the vice president of the empire. And remember Palpatine doesn't want Vader getting credit for stuff. So it's not like Vader is getting a lot of publicity. It's okay. the empire, the glory of the empire, the, okay. the emperor. And and remember, we know canonically communication in between the systems is restricted. We okay. know travel within the systems is restricted. And these are all part of what the empire is doing to restrict the flow of information. Now, add to that two things. One, Obi-Wan's in the, the space equivalent of Mexico. If you think of the empire as the United States, right? So he's not exactly in the empire I mean, he knows there is an empire and they have a lot of cachet and it's not like you're going to mess with imperial agents there but at the same time it's not the empire so he's outside their jurisdiction at this point the other thing is he's living like the unibomber here yeah i mean he's, he's not exactly right. right okay so it's not just that he's unplugged from the inform from like his version of the internet right okay like it's not just that he's unplugged from the information he's just willfully staying away from it yeah Mm -hmm. So, so Vader's basically not at that point where okay, uh, he's like the the like you, his name is not reverberating like any anywhere that's, that that Obi goes, Obi Wan goes. Um, he's not here. Vader, Vader, right. Vader, Vader, right? Nothing like it that. Seemed, it seemed also that Vader was pretty much still on Mustafar, not yeah. really getting out anywhere. So maybe okay. his connection to the Empire isn't as strong as it is in when we get introduced to him for the first time in A New Hope. Right. So I kind of got that impression, like Mustafar, that temple he was in, that was like his, his fortress of solitude. He just kind of chilled there with the back to tank and he gave orders, but he didn't do a whole lot of traveling. Maybe that's why when he went to this planet, he kind of went kind of buck nutty, right? Just yeah, started like yeah, it, I mean, killing it, it people goes, and 
it it goes to your point where you know he hasn't been doing this for a while, so maybe his his saber skills are weak. Well, yeah. um, but it also plays into what is the timeline of the comics that we just read, sort of like tying into that, you know, um, because he was doing some pretty ruthless stuff in the comics, and this 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 episode was reminding me a lot of that. And, yeah, because the stormtroopers were right with him, right? He yeah. always had a garrison of troopers that came up right behind him. Uh-huh. Uh, they were ready, and that was the same thing in the comic. It's the same yeah. sort of uh, that, that, that was his. Those were his people. So, so I'm, 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 I'm digging, I'm digging everything I'm seeing, and and it's just feeling like it's feeling like these episodes are a big movie divided into parts. So I'm yeah. liking the way that they title them, not episodes. They're like parts. So if you want to get the real feel of like a, a TV show, I don't think this is it. Um, but that's good. That's a good thing because I'm I'm feeling like Darth Vader. That's like movie screen type stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a big presence. And and as you guys were talking about, to have him settle in this third part, you know, um, and to have such a big presence in it. I mean, that's a that's a big thing. And I was actually feeling like, okay, out of all the Star Wars stuff from Mandalorian, you know, um, um, uh, Bad Batch. Uh, uh, Boba Fett, everything I've the Ahsoka stuff, you know, I've seen so far. This felt the most Star Wars to me, you know, yeah. when you know, seeing those two like you know, going at it with the lightsabers and everything. I don't, we haven't seen that since like really Ahsoka's battle with um, that that one. Um, and I don't think she had a lightsaber, did she? No, no she had a best car, best car, yeah, 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 yeah. So we haven't really seen any lightsaber battles between two you know, force users and everything, you know. So this felt like um this felt like the most Star Warsy out of um all, all the Star Wars stuff that they they put on, on Disney Plus so far. And I'm I'm truly just like, you know, I'm 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 in it. I'm in it. You know, just seeing Darth Vader just like, you know, J E J, you know, he coming. I was figuring out how is they gonna do okay, Anakin's gonna be in the suit. And then they're going to have, you know, James Earl Jones. As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh, yeah. They, they couldn't do it any other way. And it really made I, – I was so satisfied with that whole entrance. Yeah. The, the banter yeah. between the two of them. You should have destroyed me when you had the chance. You know, <laughs> the taunting. Because that's what it was all about. That's like battle with honor. You got to taunt yeah. the guy. You got to taunt your enemy a little bit. It can't yeah. be all just, you know, sword fighting. And, you know, like I said, like I said, it was like a little bit, they were rusty. You know, Vader wasn't really, you know, coming in with the, with the moves that they originally oh. did in, in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, that, the battle between Kenobi and Skywalker at the end of Revenge of the Sith was probably the pinnacle of lightsaber duels that I've, I've ever seen in any Star Wars anything. And now we have the same two people, not that long, not that far away. But it's right. a totally different feel. It's a totally right. different vibe. Right. Um, more yeah, like you got to practice. You got to practice. You, you know, you need practice, to get back into like fighting. Right. But they knew that there was some energy between. There was a relationship there, so there wasn't all. And he basically let him go at the end, right? Yeah. Vader backed yeah. away. Vader was like, I, "Okay, we'll meet again." I mean, yeah. He walked yeah. away from. Him. I, I I don't think it, Vader, and and you kind of alluded into that. Vader wasn't going to defeat him that way. Vader wants a fight. He is not. I mean, yeah. he picked yeah. him up with the force. There was no restraint from Obi Wan. Yeah. He literally basically said, "I'm burning your ass up like he burned me." Like that was hilarious. <laughs> that was so hilarious. He's like, "You remember? How does this feel?" I'm like, "Man, this is ruthless." He was just but like, yeah. "You like apples?" Yeah, you know, and he throws them you know, out there. But you know, the, the, the reluctance. Into the fire. 
That, that ah, made him, I think that made him more aggressive, the fact that Obi-Wan wouldn't fight back. He wants a battle. He doesn't want to just kill him necessarily. He wants the revenge to score the revenge. And to prove to the, em- the Emperor, as Hitch said, this is still a trial. He wants to prove to the Emperor that he is the strongest and he can take down Kenobi, the quote-unquote last Jedi alive. So, uh, Or last senior member of the Jedi Council, I'll say. I'm sure there's other councils that they probably ran into and he's dispatched, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a big thing for him, and and we alluded to this before. This is, you know, ten years on. This is an early mock of Vader. I mean, look how powerful he is. And you, as we read in the comics, DP, as you'll learn, his suit becomes bigger and it makes him more restricted, so he can't do as much with the Force. So okay. when we get to the original trilogy, that's why he's kind of so static and robotic. Not only is his age, but the Emperor has to depower him so much because literally the guy can dispatch him. I mean, look what he's doing. He's he picks up a Jedi who's a strong Jedi of the Force. He's breaking people's. I mean, the Force choke is gone. I guess it's just like the next, the next snap now. That's his new thing. Like, just, <laughs> he's like, he's like when he just doesn't have the time. Yeah. Like, nah. This yeah, is for jumping out your window. <laughs> that's yeah. what you get. I, it, I really appreciate them. I did appreciate the ruthlessness though. Like, man, yeah. well, you cannot root for Anakin now. They just, you can't. Nah. He's, he's you can't. Really more, he's twisted uh-huh. evil. More machine now than man. Listen, Perfect. Eddie. That's exactly like how. That's how I like my Vader. Twisted <laughs> <laughs> like and evil, more machines than man. Bring it 100% on. Twenty percent man, eighty percent machine. That's how I like my Vaders. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice T-shirt. That's a, that'd be a pretty sweet T-shirt idea. More machine now than man. Yeah. <laughs> or that's how I like my Vader. Oh. I like that. That yeah, both. That's how I like my Vader. That's not like my Vader. <laughs> not the pretty boy Vader we got in episode three with the real yellow eyes. No, 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 nothing like that. You mean uh, the yellow eyes? What was that? The, the Mike Jackson thriller Easter egg. <laughs> 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 How are we feeling oh. about um um Leia? I'm I'm liking her uh, like more and more. I, I don't I don't yeah. see what the beef is. Uh, well, I, it's not so much as beef, but I'm I, I just hear like rumors. <laughs> podcast too and everything and the the i guess the the um the critique is that you know they're doing just grogu all over again like from the mandalorian and everything but considering grogu didn't talk or speak or anything like that um like the 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 parent and the child stuff that we the dynamic we have with obi-wan and um leia 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 gives a whole lot more than what we get with the with grogu 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 represents cuteness and everything leia she gives a lot more that's back and forth and and like her her intelligence is just like you know and for her precautions is, is just like you know far superior and stuff i mean she she's she's just a sight to behold when when you know when she gets like um when i i i, I love the dynamic when they were in the jeep or in the um you know the carrier thing and um she had to come up with like you know a story and um obi-wan had to 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 buy with her back and forth and everything and they both came up with like a satisfying story to get out of that um to get out of those questions i, I love that dynamic i thought it was decent yeah she came she went up against stormtroopers imperial stormtroopers and and won basically <laughs> uh, you know she, i mean she's a sen- she's a future senator she's a future member of the imperial senate i mean there's you definitely see the character build there they did a really a really snap good job with the casting, her look, the, everything about her, the way she delivers the lines. I think she's a great, she's a, she's yeah. a great asset to this entire, you yeah. know, yeah. this entire story. 
I think if you don't like this this portrayal of Princess Leia, weep, yeah. weep bitter tears. I don't care because it's. I good. don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't I, understand I don't, it. I really don't. And and you, the thing she's portraying is not cute. It's like you're saying. It's it's right. intelligence, and she's not that cute. She's not cute. She's not helpless. She's not. She's not. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. something that I think is intrinsic to the Leia character, and it obviously was like the thing about her that set her apart from other other female characters in, in shows like this is she took charge of the rescue like as soon as she could in Star Wars. Right? Mm-hmm. I got a plan. I'm jump in here. Let's go. Like that. That's that's intrinsic to her character. The garbage shoot. She, she does it to Obi Wan. She does it mm-hmm. to Obi Wan. She's like, this is the plan. Let's go. Let's move. And I, and I think that that, that continuity and mm-hmm. that we talk about the spirit of 77 and, and really it's just what is the, what is core, what is Star Wars, right? Like what is that, what is on the central, the central pillar of Star Wars? And I think that, you know, not only is this portrayal of Leia like affecting as far as a, a good portrayal of this character and makes sense of this character, but it's, it's, it's endearing. I really want to see more of what they do with this character. I want to see more of it, even if, like this arc ends next episode and she's back with Bale and we move on. I would watch a series, like a series centered on this character. So if this if this was some sort of backdoor pilot pitch, good job. Yeah. When I would watch that. It would just be called Organa. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean it's, it's, it's perfect though. Yeah, it, you've laid this out though. People like complaining about it. We have to knit the fabric on why she's so dependent on Obi-Wan when we get to four. So mm-hmm. this makes sense. He's building the trust up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, obviously she knows now, she's intelligent enough to know Bell is her adopted father, but there's still a clash between he's not really much of a father because he's so intrinsic in being a senator and everything going on with the Empire. So she has this innate connection with Obi-Wan that you already see bonded almost like a daughter-father type of things. I mean... For all we know, this is probably the first time she's been off world and into things, you know. So mm. there's that connection that she has to him as we see why she calls for Obi-Wan later on in life. You're my only hope. I mean, this is that's her one, that's her phone call. She's in jail, that's her first phone call. So I like how they're <laughs> building that that dynamic of her being so dependent on the Obi-Wan early on. And even with that conversation that she has in the hologram, General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars. So that's a whole Yeah. That's there's a whole bunch of meanings there because serve my father. Well, basically Kenobi did. I mean, Anakin and Kenobi served each other. So there was a lot, you know, there was a lot of relationship there. So she did she maybe she knew at that point? Did Kenobi allude to anything at some point during their encounters together? Did he say, hey, you know what? I know who your real father is? Because she seems to think he knows who his her mother is. Right. So if I know that, I also know, think that you know who my father is too, because there's there's a loss of you know memory there too. So it's a lot of like, yeah, a lot of weird messages going on right now. Is there any reason why Vader's not sensing uh, sensing um, um, Leia anywhere? Leia. You know, it's a weird one. I mean, he doesn't necessarily know he she had twins. Um, they kind of tried to hide that from him. He knows of the boy, but he doesn't know of the girl. Um, and they've done they've they've done a decent job about it. But the kind of Reva knowing that that was Organa's daughter, and it yeah. kind of muddied it a little bit. But I think they're trying to play him to be like kind of like oh she only had one, and 
and that was a neat conversation between the right. two of them, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like Leia, Leia didn't suspect anything because, like we were talking about, she's kind of like in tune to stuff and kind of sees yeah. three people. She didn't. She didn't know. She didn't know that this this woman now was like a baddie. Right. Yeah. So well, I mean, they 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 sort of like uh, uh, checkoffs. Um. Um. Check phrasing or whatever <laughs> she said you know um or and um because she was had that conversation with obi-wan earlier about bad people or good people or whatever something that um obi-wan and her had a conversation about and um and i think obi-wan was like you know everybody's not everybody is, isn't a good person you know you can't mm -hmm. trust everybody or something to that effect or whatever yeah. so that sort of played into you know what we see there at the end and everything her naivety you know, um, as far as like, you know, trusting folks, you know, and how she's, you know, she's just, she's, she's young still, you know, as smart as she is and as, as, as intelligent, as articulate as she is, she's still young and still learning, has still not experienced stuff. She's, she's trusting of pretty much everybody, you know, mm -hmm. until somebody tells her otherwise. That's a trait. And he said, that's a trait of, of her mother, which he knew. So that's very, very foreshadowing. And Padme was probably the most unassuming person like she trusted everybody she had no i mean technically would she really have any business being a politician as open-minded as she was and thinking everybody was right at face value i mean you know what it brings to mind a certain other navanese politician who was just a little bit crafty and perhaps oh benefited from there being a certain a, chancellor a certain a certain future chancellor who would benefit from the naivete of of this queen this young queen the youngest queen of all i mean a young queen he set this up and is palpatine palpatine pulling the strings that hard behind the scenes to, to meddle in his own domestic politics when he's on the galactic stage i mean this is a guy that has crossed all, as many t's as he can cross and he's got anakin out here running it down his last eye to dot because he didn't, you know, he couldn't take care of Obi-Wan Kenobi because he couldn't, you know, jump over him for some reason. <laughs> I've got the high ground. <laughs> I'll jump to the left. Wait, don't. No. This, guy, this guy's got one, got no legs because he couldn't figure out left or right. They do, couldn't double tap B. That's all it was. No double jump. He couldn't X double tap B. I don't know. No double I, jump, I, man. That's a. I mean, he jumps out of planes without without parachutes, and he can't. He can't jump. <laughs> he does, does he? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. I feel like he would be. He should be at least able to dunk in that scenario, right? I mean, if he's using the force, anyway. That's enough. DP, I know you talked about and you alluded to hating the Empire. I've said this on many a times. I mean, this is the failure of the, the Coruscant Council. I mean, how about the revelation we get from Obi-Wan? It literally they're plucking kids in their families. He doesn't even know who his brother is. Like when I heard that, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah, wow. yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm sitting up here like, okay, the domestic politics, you know, that, that come with being thing. a Jedi and being, you know, an Empire is relatively the same, right? Yeah. They took that's crazy. They took that's different. From their family so and brainwashed them. But it's so different. It's so different because it's the reason different. they do that is because listen, you, can't, you, can't leave, you can't leave four sensitives with their families. Because it's they, the same. You still take it away from powers. You can't do it and let them develop powers because if they have too much of an attachment and developing the power will lead them to use it selfishly. 
It's yeah. just the right. bottom line. So the reason the Jedi are the way they are is because of trial and error over, I don't know, a thousand generations or so. Whatever. <laughs> I, I think the kids that got plucked by the Empire made out pretty pretty good. I mean, if you got plucked by, for you the got Jedi, a new you got a robe. You got a robe, and that's yes. about it. If the Empire took you, you got a nice, shiny uniform. You got a blaster. I mean, you got to be on, like, in space, flying around, maybe a tie fighter. Not much, Ken, because as soon as they, I mean, as soon as they get tapped with, like, a blaster, they're down for the count. And we see it in this episode, you know, not me. As, like, you know, they're down <laughs> just, I mean, the reputation of stormtroopers is just, like, pretty just low. You they're, know. they're getting a they're getting another short end of the stick here, and I I remember like when I saw the big you know a new hope when they boarded that blockade runner we didn't know what was going on at first I mean admit it you didn't know was was were, were these were these armored soldiers bad guys or good guys I mean you didn't know but these stormtroopers I mean they took over this blockade runner perfectly I mean very few of them got knocked down. Uh, they were they to me they looked like really great fighters it's now we have to portray the bad guys as sort of fumbling idiots because that's just that's just the way we are you know, you're, you're also dealing with a different type of stormtrooper these guys are actively engaged now right so right, right, they're right. On not, not then now it's not like on on the death star which I mean, if you're if you're a brown <laughs> fighting troop, right? If you're a marine, which is pretty much what a stormtrooper is, and mm -hmm. they put you on the de like the in the Pentagon, like that's a pretty cushy assignment. So those guys probably aren't exactly at you know 100% readiness when all of a sudden some dude pops up, you know yeah, what I mean? Point, <laughs> start running around. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, the more work and active duty as you are, I mean, it's basically being out in the field versus being, you know, working from home or whatever, you know, yeah, you're yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. You know, um, just, just doing the work and everything. You're going to get those muscle memories and, you know, much more experience and everything versus being out there. You got the same tr being inside, you got the same training, but you're not actively doing anything, you know, yeah. as much. And, and it does look, it does stand to reason that like the darker your uniform, the better fighter you are. So the death troopers and the dark troopers kick ass. The white guys are like pff, fodder, basically. So the, the darker, like red shirts galore. Right. The darker and the more shinier, like black your armor is, the better off you are. Even, even the clone troopers like, well, you didn't die, you get to paint something. You know what yeah. I mean? The death troopers we saw in, in Rogue One. I mean, those guys like oh, sign yeah. me up. Like that's that's who I want to be because yeah, they. I mean, were... how do you, as a stormtrooper, how do you get to that level? We need a background stormtrooper series or something. Well, that's yeah. more like. Well, that's more like they. I said that they should have did that with Finn when with they really Finn. developed. Yeah. When they yeah. really did, were yeah. developing, and then that goes into. So this is um, Hitch alluded to. These are still. This is these troopers that would be part of the Han Solo era. So these are people that were just enlisting basically into the army. They're not force sensitive. They're just enlisting in the army. As we found out later in the story, as we get to the sequel trilogy, that's literally force sensitives being pushed uh -huh. into the the the, um, the the infantry, as we will at that point. So these are more just general people that are you know obedient to the uh, to the empire and basically enlisting in into the military. At this like point. like Luke would is wants to be, and what right. Biggs Darklighter is, you know, part of the Naval Academy. 
he wants to be a he wants to be a tie fighter pilot but you know so a little more higher echelon not just a normal guy that would walk into the you know the marine recruiting center uh these these guys want to be a little bit a little bit more you know yeah i mean they they bought into it um like you know that that one guy what, what was his name zach graf um the mm -hmm. frack 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 okay frack. So Freck, okay, so um, so so he's all nice and friendly, you know, to our heroes and everything. But as soon as he gets to like the 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 um the stop point and everything, he just said, you know, he um he found a he picked up a couple strays and everything, and he wants to to turn them in or whatever, you know. He wants he doesn't really know it. <laughs> yeah, he's a mole. <laughs> Definitely. Always so I'm, definitely, I'm sitting there for like I, I just hate the empire, man. You know, they they ah. they've indoctrinated to you know these all these people to believe in everything that they 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 the 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 the, the lies and the hate and everything that they talked about, you know, to the point where people are just just afraid, you know, you're afraid to 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 you know they'll take their jobs and everything, take their 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 freedom um just as long as they they're actually able to like you know live and just go about and will portray anybody um just so that you know they can survive in this environment which is totally understandable and then you got those who are um putting on their you know um, um putting their lives on the line who we see the um uh what's her name that that helped um you know Obi-Wan the guardian yeah the guardian we we Where did she go? <laughs> yeah, does anybody know where does she run to? She's not dead, right? No, no, no. Yeah, well, she took, she saved Obi-Wan. Yeah, she saved Obi-Wan, you know, but, you know, he asked, why are you putting your life on the line and everything? What are you doing and everything? And then no we get sensitivity. She just found him on the hillside. Yep, just found him. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Jedi barbecue going. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. There, how about there's there's more there's game of Jedi barbecue. Yeah, how about they had to get their their Hayden Christensen, you know, um, um, line and where you know he was in the um, he saw the ghost, um, and you know he had his hood yeah. on and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty decent though. You That's know, great. you had to um, at least get a he had to get some FaceTime in there. Give it, he deserves it. He yeah, really yeah. does. He deserves. It. I, I I like I like I like getting to see what he's doing with the character at this age. And he's been outcast for itch. How long has he been outcast? For like fifteen years. A long time. I mean, since Jumper. I mean, that man. Ever since then, they just said, "I'm just getting out now." Yeah. But like, no. I mean, Star Wars. He's been out for about ten to fifteen years. Well, it's been since it's been. I mean, he was not treated. I mean, the fan the fandom as a whole, for some reason, is not is can be jerky for some reason. They're opinionated and they, they put a lot of eggs in the basket and they, you know, they say some unkind things. I mean, my my opinion of his performance was that it was good, but I didn't think I thought I thought the problems with the prequel trilogy were story and writing based right like we've talked about that over yeah here. yeah but they I didn't put george lucas under the uh, <laughs> well, what are you gonna do to george yeah, just buy you off and you're like yeah five stars anyway you know it doesn't matter if, if he wants that five star review he'd find a way to get that done i think uh no i just just think about that and how they can and how they can but we want to see the i want to see this guy in his prime and you know we talk about age but it's really practice because vader's only like 35 i mean he'd still yeah. be an nfl quarterback you know, really, we'd be looking at a couple of years from his decline here. So it's not like he's going to run out of run out of time. I mean, even Obi Wan's probably only, you know, if we assume he's about twenty five in in Phantom Menace, this is probably what another twenty five years from that. He's fifty. I mean, that's not ninety. He's not a hundred years old. He's not shouldn't be walking around. And he's a Jedi. 
He's a Jedi. Yeah. He's a he's a magic user. So I mean, Yoda was walking around, around and doing all this stuff. You know what I mean? So it's, it, that's one thing that's always been interesting to me, and it is why was Obi Wan so decrepit at such a you know normal a normal age you would think in in, in the galaxy far far away. You know, when, once they set that pilot, I think maybe they're starting to answer that, right? Maybe Vader's like, ah, I'm going to take you. You know, maybe it's like a version Vader's version of that old um that old joke where a guy walks up. Walks up to a farmer and he sees a pig with uh, with three legs and he says to the farmer, "Hey, what's the deal with this pig?" And the farmer says, "Oh, this pig. There's a fire in my house, and this pig rescued me, rescued me, rescued my family, rescued us all. Smelled the smoke, came in and woke us up." And the guy said, "That's amazing. Is that how he lost his leg?" And the farmer says, "Well, hell no. Uh, you don't need a pig that special all at once." <laughs> You 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 really think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna boil the entire relationship between Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi down to a three legged pig, a farmer, and a fire? That's that's a reach. Hey, I mean, it, it's I mean, Anakin is the farmer. Oh, I thought. Hey, what Kenobi is the missing leg or what? Kenobi's the pig, so he, he wants to enjoy it. Let's enjoy. I mean, he's, it. Ar- he's already roasting him up a little bit, you know. He's already got him charred a little he bit. A little bit of shoulder. That's all. <laughs> Anyone know what the material was that Vader set fire to? Like, what was that? I thought it was spice or something because he kind of like they look, they look like like I watched you know watched a couple. I thought times it was glass. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he was gonna drag him through glass. I'm like, bro, this is about to get really violent. They just like did a saw thing and like James Earl Jones coming in, you can get your lightsaber, but you'll have to cut your hand off. Nah, like something like insane. Like, <laughs> Let's play a little game, Obi-Wan. I mean, was it like uh, was, was it was it bits of carbonite or like what was the material that because it burned? It was like fast, caught fire. It's probably I mean it's probably fuel, space fuel. Something some some whatever. What's the name of the space fuel now in Star Wars? And they give what it a name this, like why was this huge canister of this stuff <laughs> just sitting there? And yeah, the, the, it was just sitting there waiting to be, you know, um, you know, um, just to fall over and everything. Yeah, it's the most dangerous element in the entire universe. It was just sitting there, a giant it's container it's, of it, just sitting there, waiting for Vader, you know, to to lay down his lightsaber. And <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. You know? It was, yeah, yeah, to, to, to have him light it up like that. And, and I loved. The, the, a great Vader moment reminded me of Empire Strikes Back when he was uh, freezing Han, but that sort of upward shot of the helmet in the in the flame and everything, and you saw the the chain on the robe, and you saw the little vent on the bottom of the chin, and the eyes, just just a little bit of glint of the eyes in the helmet. I mean that is, that was a great Vader shot. Like editors must have just loved the shit out of that scene because I mean, that. Was- this this is a pretty big moment, seriously. I mean, how are you guys feeling? Okay, we we're getting Vader already in the third episode, so we're pretty much in the Vader. I mean, should we just call this Vader series towards like the you know the next three episodes? I mean, it's only three episodes left, so he has to to um it has to he has to take part up and pretty prominent in the next three episodes. I would think, you know, um you introduce him here. How are we feeling about? This being on a smaller screen than you know seeing up on the big screen. How are we feeling about that? 
love I mean, it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Give I don't have a problem. Give it my veins yeah. type of thing, you know? <laughs> If this is if this is emblematic of the quality of what we can expect, I think we're we're in. Okay. We're I mean, yeah. well, this, yeah. well, this hey, run. It, this looks like it's all set up for a season two. I'm just saying yeah. that. I'm sure there'll be an ending to this, but this is based on the reaction alone. I think this is setting up for a season two. We'll see more of what happens. To, I mean, I want to see the the rest of this journey because it seems like you know, like Ben has been hiding and he has none of this connection, none of this affinity for the Force, and by the time we get to you know, like by the time we get to a new hope, he's using the force a little bit, right? So there's something, you know, there's something going on, and there's some sort of change that he's he's going to continue to undergo here, as he, you know, deals with Leia and kind of maybe under gets to understand Luke a little bit too, because he doesn't really get to talk to Luke right. at all. So this, this works for him in that way. But yeah, like they hyped up Vader's appearance in Rogue One so much, and it was in it a little, and it was really awesome. This is so much more right. than that. Yeah. It's so much more than what they did in that movie. And it's, you know, again, a surprise, even though they were very clear <laughs> that Vader was going to be in this a lot. And then Hayden Christensen was in all the promos. And, you know, you have uh, you have Ewan McGregor, you have Hayden Christensen, and you have James Earl Jones, and you're telling me this is a TV show. I, yeah. I, I, technically, it's a streaming service, but we're watching it on our televisions. We're watching it on all our all our devices and everything. But um, but 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 what you're basically saying is you're you're getting movie quality actors, right. you know, um, you know, into this and everything. So the presence and the feel of it, and like I said, the pace of that we were talking about, like the previous ep- uh, previous parts, you know. Um, it feels of a movie that we can actually see on the screen just being divided into like parts until we get to the end there and everything. It doesn't feel like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hoping they'd do something with the uh, the pilot that was supposed to get Leia and, and Kenobi off the off world. I would I was I'm totally off base, but I was hoping for maybe a Lando. Yeah, you know, Lando. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, appearance because what a great pilot and someone that would probably do this, take the money and the timeline I feel like could fit there because Lando was a little older than solo. So, you know, there'd be a little bit more of a, an opportunity there, but I don't know who that was that was dead. Does, is, is that anyone of relevance? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, I don't exactly. think so. Yeah, I, too. Work. Mm. I mean, with three episodes left, I, I think they pretty much put their cars down on, you know, anybody that's going to show up. I mean, they they pretty much got enough story that whatever story they have left is strictly all about, like, you know, Vader and Obi-Wan. Um, obviously, in this time period, you know, we, we, we know he still has a relationship with Ahsoka. We know he has, um, you know, some feelings about what happened with Satine. You know, um, I don't think they have enough room to address any of that. It's basically just a um, come going to come down to, um, you know, him and him and Vader. You know, mm-hmm. maybe why didn't he see a, a more elaborate lightsaber battle between the two? Maybe this was just like, you know, uh, just a precursor to something, you know, just awesome that we'll see come episode come part six. Yeah. And we got it. We got to see Reva like do something too. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously she she's going to her redemption arc is coming up soon. Or is it her end 
Like, is she just... I think Vader's going to kill her. That's my... That's my... I think she's going to have redemption and Vader's going to cut her off. to regret it, you won't. Yeah. I think the brother will probably be the one that survives. Mm, but what, Are what we is, think Lord, is the Grand Inquisitor dead? I mean, we see him in but... Sure. Yeah, apparently. Apparently he's yeah. out. So is that all we seeing in that we're seeing in Rebels? Like, um, what is what is that about? I mean, they can't just ignore that. Well, there's other Grand Inquisitors. I mean, because the other Grand Inquisitor has like different eye markings and stuff. So, yeah, that's yeah. a different Grand Inquisitor. It's uh, just uh, Grand Inquisitor is basically like the Grand Master of the Inquisitors. So it's not like a being. I mean, I would say that, and we talked about this last week. I don't see how a Jedi Temple Guard that's essentially a Jedi Knight. Just, just basically a royal elite gets killed that easy, let alone walk that easy. But you know, I'm not going to nitpick it. I like it. I mean, it's gone. Pacing and time. I mean, they did so much stuff. They didn't have time. Like, what are you doing? Ten minutes there? Don't have it. And you got enough time for him to, you know, to surprise surprise us with the cut and the the fate. But you know, if you had to cut anything, I guess that's what I would cut from those. Right. Because you don't want to cut any of that Leia stuff. That stuff's cool. No. Yeah, this is coming down to to Obi Wan, Vader, Leia, and Reva. So, oh yeah, the final. Yeah, the they're going to be there at the end. Mm-hmm. It's going to be part of the finale. They're going to end it, but then they certainly can keep going with it. I mean, there's no reason that we don't see season two of this. Maybe they're going to incorporate it into some other series that we haven't even thought of yet. Or just like tell just a different story. Maybe you know they 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 obviously it's more Obi Wan stuff, but maybe they um, like you said incorporate organ you know um, or, Organa you know into like just a whole type of different series or whatever you know. Or I, I, don't I think know. yeah, I think we'll see a teenage Leia series, something <laughs> like this, um, kind of her growing up into you know being. And I mean, it would it would be perfect if they let it up to as we said that scene on the Death Star. Um, as they're captured and and everything, but yeah, you know, I mean, she's only like sixteen or seventeen at the beginning of A New Hope. I mean, she's yeah. still young, so that would be like, a perfect time. We should just do it. We should just go to Disney with the yeah. idea, and then you know we could quit our day jobs and you know, hey, we created a whole Leia story because no one ever thought of it. Thank goodness, there's nobody else in line. Right. Forget no, about Filoni. Forget about Filoni, man. He's not. We got much better ideas. Give us the money. He did all right. Oh, my goodness. I mean, think. Keep in mind, though. I mean, we still have five years from the fiftieth, and I mean, if you thought we've seen stuff now, I guarantee fifty years of Star Wars is going to be massive. I mean, especially I'll say that's the one thing with Disney from their park segment and their movies. When it comes to anniversaries, they don't. They don't skip a beat. They don't care about budget. I mean, Disney spends. So I think that 50th year will be something special for Star Wars. I imagine them remastering stuff again, but I mean, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. That's going to be a special year. They could, the Disney edition, they could remaster all the movies Disney style. Well, um, we're aware of that. They try to do the Lando is still on hold. Kathleen Kennedy did say that. They can't tie Donald Glover down. He's just has so much going on. So they did want to do Lando, but just Donald Glover can't find the time to commit to do that. And that will be kind of in this timeline as well. So Lando was supposed to be part of this, but they just can't get Donald Glover or the actor who plays um, Solo. He's been starting to take up some work. So 
Those two actors. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. They wanted to use them more in this stuff, but they've just been busy, so. Hmm. You know, if I was an actor, if I was one of them, and uh, Kathleen Kennedy called me and said, hey, uh, you remember that role that you did once, uh, Lando Calrissian? Do you want to you do that again? I'd be like, yeah, I'd clear my book. You would think, you know, but um, uh, I mean, I guess people got things to do or whatever. So it's like, I feel like it's almost like when, when I was a kid and I'd be like, oh, man, I want to grow up and play professional football. Why would anybody not want to do that? Like, I just didn't didn't get like what what it went into it and what like what the reaction to it was. Right. right. And I think that, you know, if you're if you are going to do something like, like, let's say, portray Ahsoka Tana, just as like an example. I mean, think about how much makeup work that comes to on a daily basis. So you're, t- you're talking about like a long-term commitment. And if we're talking about now, you know, Leia, this Leia could show up in a lot of different series, like all of yeah. a sudden. And so you really can't yeah. have other jobs and do it. So I get it. Like I get why you wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, want to jump in here. Obviously, if you're already on the train, the die is cast, you can't get off now. You will be portraying, right. unfortunately, you know, yeah. for you, it's going to do it, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> forever, Mark Hamill. And they know that's bad for you, maybe great for us uh, here. They get to watch it. So I, I understand why sometimes people don't want to do it. But we get, I mean, there's people that are showing up. I mean, even, uh, you know, I recognize like like 30, like every single person that has a speaking role in this, I recognize, right? So it's yeah, not like yeah. it's, the, uh, you know, some sort of fly by night enterprise. I mean, Indira Varma plays <laughs> like she's from Rome and she's been in everything and she just plays like this. Yeah, she uh, she she's in everything. So I mean, she she's a good actress. I, I I like seeing her in this stuff. You know. Yeah. Did so we touch like, on um like the um like a the Soka trailer or whatever? Did we do that on Trent T Mitch? No. Um, okay. Yeah, because that came out of the Star Wars celebration and everything. Um, yeah. Of course, they didn't show it to us. You know, right. online. So if you were at the to celebrate yeah. you only got you know you got to see it but i heard it was it was pretty 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 good you know yeah that's another one they they've held back i mean next year i thought about i mean it was too late for me to think about going next year it's it's going back to europe so that's a no-go for me um so that would bring 2024 back to us so yeah next year is going to be a europe european celebrations it's like they've announced hmm yeah, I heard they showed like a um a live action of the um the painting at the end of Rebels, um in the trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> will not, not go to York. There is no <laughs> that is, way. That is just not happening. It's just not happening. Yeah, it's no. That's, that's sixteen hours. No, I can't do that yet. <laughs> it's far. Japan too- now. Japan is another story, but that's not Europe. Europe. Correct. We're going the other way. We're going. I go to Asia. That's Godzilla. Correct. But but it seems like they got some pretty decent. I mean, to 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 go off like topic and everything to talk about some other Star Wars stuff. But it seemed like they got some really exciting stuff for the Ahsoka thing that's coming up. Like you know, exploring a world between worlds. You know, on the yeah. show. So I'm kind of curious. You know, if if they're going to go that route, are they going to go on to like the multi multi Star Wars? Finally, going to like the Star Wars multiverse, like they sort of tease in Rebels. You know, I if they're going they to go that route in a live action, I mean that that's that's some like some major implications and stuff, right? But that DP, I told you that's going to be the Great Reset. That's going to change the whole trajectory of Ray. I mean, literally, it is. 
They've already said it. They've already kind of hinted to it. They're not going to rewrite the stories of seven, eight, nine. It'll be there. It'll and they've already said they're a different universe. Okay. They'll just they'll just spin it off a little bit. You can, you know, obviously. Of course you can, because that's how reality works. Because reality <laughs> is one infinitely branching multiverse, and pro- causality and probability are the fifth dimension. We are riding one particular causal wave. That's what we're all on. That's it. That's all there is to it. And that's why when we bust off and say, okay, instead of that happening, this happening, it makes so much sense from a causal perspective because we inhabit a universe where causality is constantly cleaving reality into a a reality where, to borrow from Schrodinger, the cat is both dead and alive. So whatever. I'll embrace a multiverse and I'll embrace saying I'll embrace a what if multiverse where what they're going to do is tell you, let's change this, see what happens for a year and then change it, change it back. Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars visions back and to give you guys another tidbit as well. They're going to do another season of Star Wars visions. So that's some more content for us to cover. That was pretty, that that was really different and nice to see. That was some different stuff. Yeah. So I was digging that. Yeah. 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 Some pretty good stuff coming out. I heard Dave Filoni cried. When um when um his 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 like well no I was about to say Satine uh, Sabine Wren you know the actress that played that's going to play Sabine Wren when she came up on stage and everything you know he's seeing his characters come to life you know Ahsoka and the potential of Ezra you know and um Thrawn they already casted they're they're already casted they wouldn't say they already casted listen Disney means to to spend this money. And make this money. Disney means to do these two things. In many ways, I I will tell you that it, when we look at the history of Star Wars, the historiography of Star Wars, we will talk about the moment when Disney bought Star Wars off of George Lucas, as analogous to when the Eastern Roman Empire embraced Christianity and what that did, because it funded it. It funded it. Yeah. 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 So now, you know, George Lucas as an artist and as a creator has you know no obligation to continue to create none. you know money for anybody none and and only should make you know and as an auteur should only make the things that he wants to make but disney is a is a corporation who does have an obligation to continue to make money for everybody involved and therefore will take actions that will cause it to make money ipso facto the content will be produced as long as people are paying for it and if we're if the numbers are to be believed, they're going to pay for it. So look, make the content. We will keep sending you the money, and that's how it's going to be for the next ten years or so. DP actually puts it in an envelope. Uh, puts on the envelope Disney uh, Incorporated, PO uh, <laughs> Box one one three eight. Uh, San Bernardino, California nine five one zero six nine. Whatever it is. And actually sends them seven dollars every month. <laughs> yes, I do. It's I, a little do. less because I watch Ratatouille, and frankly, I don't think a rat should be cooking. They never send me that penny back, though, man. You know, they never <laughs> send it back. I, I, don't, I don't get that penny back. So, well, you know what? Thirty years from now, you'll get an entire refund for, it, and then you'll be able to retire. Thirty years. Thirty years. That's all you got to wait. Thirty years. Thirty years. Maybe we'll be on. Maybe we'll be able to see the old republic within thirty years. They got. They got to run out of This is the thing. What's great about these infinite, these infinite realities is they're not going to run out of space to to get to. I mean, if you want to start and just do a running chronology of the galaxy until 
one year with an episode. You could start at the founding of the of the Galactic Republic, and you know we'll see you in a hundred years when you get to the current the current timeline. So hey, yeah, uh, there's space. Why don't you go to Rome and enjoy, do whatever you want. I, I, one thing I'll say is that I enjoy the continued commitment to every single episode is an anything can happen episode. You yeah. don't know what the focus is going to be. It's not telegraphed, and they're all, they're. Yeah choosing different things that I, I think yeah, you, you have you have different timelines here and everything you know general okay what this happened here this happened there and everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. from moment to moment you really don't know what's going to happen so that's a great thing about this universe the malleability you know the the how malleable it is to um you know to still tell a story within the different you know the different timelines and everything that's something to be admired and no leaks like i don't know like each episode is like a surprise like you don't there isn't like the uh, the information uh, uh, leak out on the uh, the internet. They're very they're very good about keeping everything secret until they release it. I mean, I haven't been able to find any information on an episode until I watch it. Oh, so, you haven't talked to T. Mitch too often, then you know. Well, <laughs> you know, he, he yeah. Mr. Three A.M. You know, I just I just mute the Mr. Whole Three A.M. That's his new name now. Yeah. Mr. Three A.M. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though that uh, Cameron Monaghan has not taken up any projects, and Cal Kestis was a survivor of Order sixty six, so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he is a hot commodity for Disney; they're keeping his character alive. Cal Kestis is a canon character, and he falls right in line with what's going on. So I'm, I'm ready for him. Put him into something. I'm ready to see him on live action. Oh. And be the Joker. Be this guy. Let him do it. Oh, yeah, he was great as Joker on Gotham. That was probably the only thing that was great about that show. Mm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah guys i mean another another fun episode we wrap up this week and as we lead into the back half of this series it's kind of sad that we're on four of six but i mean we got a lot to get in i mean the fact that they're running these at 42 minutes is, is great oh it's great you know, I, I i forgot that it was even ending i was like that was like a movie when it cut off at the end i'm like man but then uh, I looked at it, i'm like right, right. Well, you know you look at the clock and you're like oh my god it's been like 40 minutes already it doesn't even like, feel like it. Like, so. like, damn it, directed by Deborah Chow. <laughs> Chow is a four-letter word to us now. Uh, no, she's doing a great job with this, and I'm really, yeah, really liking job. it. I, I, I'd like to see um, Bryce Dallas Howard stuff, because we talked about The Mandalorian. Man, her episodes were all phenomenal. Yeah, so yeah. I'd like to see her property. Um, maybe she'll do the Ahsoka. I forget who they had on board for that, but... Uh, yeah, they got her on board for a couple episodes, so she, yeah, she she's going to be back for that. Yeah. yeah, so that'll that'll be great. But, uh, you know, guys, as we say, you know, we will see you guys again a week from now as we're going to wrap up episode four and hopefully have some more answers for some of these questions we have posed. You know, is there going to be a, you know, another Vader sighting or are we going to go back to Tatooine? So many questions we have to answer. But also, you know, keep in mind, we have the NCFS coming up as well, as we said. The boys will be coming out, and we will have a panel up discussing that. So please, if DP said it a thousand times, subscribe to us. Please be going on all our different platforms, whether it's, you know, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast, you know, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us on just about every platform. So please subscribe. If you're an, a, a YouTuber, smash the like, as they say. Please leave a comment, as we really appreciate them. And until next week, guys, this is a way. This, this is a way. Great. Thank you.